to Glitch Please, the show where we talk about video games and dance sometimes. Uh, I'm Ashley. I'm Gus. I'm Adam. I'm John. And we are back from E3. Yay! We, we all survived this time. Uh, quick shout out to our sponsor, Me Undies. We're going to talk about them more in a little bit, but they're pretty awesome. Uh, today, brought to you by. Pandas. Pandas. I don't have. I don't know what I'm wearing. Was that you looking at your underwear? Yes, it was. Today we're brought to you by. John needs to do laundry. <laughs> Are you not wearing underwear? I'm wearing underwear. It's not my best. <laughs> well, be assured. All right. So we survived E3. We are back. Uh, we're back in the office. Back on our set. Back to life. Have slept. Have you slept? Yeah, it's been really good. So I've been sleeping really hard. I, I felt like I couldn't think until Monday. That's rough. Yeah. Today's was, like my first day bad. where I'm feeling pretty normal again. Mm -hmm. uh, ever since E3, I started getting into bed at 11, and it's scary. But it's, I like Why? This. What did you normally go to bed? I normally am like a 2 to 3 a.m. kind of person. Whoa! Uh, wake up at 9. I get a lot of gaming in. Yeah, you do. Uh, but not now. Now I'm like, oh, I want to play more, and then I have to go to sleep. But it's good. Yeah, Adam's old now. Sleeping on a regular <laughs> schedule. Well, it's, it's E3 on, made you old. Well, it's like we had to get up so early for E3 that I wanted to be in bed on time, and so I was. And now I'm just kind of used to it. But, yeah, E3 was fun. I had a fucking blast. How about you, John? You how, how am I sleeping? Are you recovered? Yes. How are you sleeping? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I was fine at E3 because I didn't party at all, and I didn't because I don't like to drink, and I uh, went to bed at good times and woke up early and went to the gym while I was there, so I had a fine E3. <laughs> it, it's the responsible going to sleep on time crew. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nah, We're if, exciting. If you I went to bed at 10 last night and woke up at 6 gym, this morning, okay? <laughs> we should have worked you harder. I worked. I, I mean, I, I, I did all the... I was there early morning and doing all the stuff, but then after... Hour stuff. I didn't really want to go out, so I just went back to my nice hotel room and, you know, chilled. Yeah, that's fair. It's been um, it's been a long process. E3 is always a really long lead up for us every year um, since we do all the live show coverage, which is still going up on our uh, on our YouTube. It's still like the the cutdowns are still going. How many how many more do you have to put up? That's uh, a lot, right? Yeah, we're. I'm trying to limit. I don't want to like flood people's subscription boxes by being like, here's 40 videos. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm doing it like four per day. Okay. Um, and I'm not going to do 100% of the segments, um, just the ones that I'm like, this is a good, we should, we should have this one standalone. Yeah, I see you've put a few up. Uh, looks like you had Rage 2, Starlink, Forza Horizon, Days Gone, Forza Octopath Horizon. Traveler, Battlefield. It's like the big ones. Cyberpunk. Yeah. Yeah, um, I've got a couple. At what point do I have to apologize to Adam for uh, my uh, egregious <laughs> uh, uh, activity? Uh, just, just being villainous and terrible to you. You can, um, you can apologize now. I just, well, I, I have not, oh, you know, we talk about sleeping. I have not been able to sleep since then. I, I just feel so I, bad. I have to, I'm just going to be like this I the entire say, episode and just I, like you talk. I wasn't the one offended. It was just people were clamoring for cyberpunk information, and it. We, and it John's last, ADD brain was, was not having it any was of it. Very towards the end of E3, and we're all sort of tired and loopy. And I did have a a fucking goddamn manifesto have you kept to get that through. Notebook? Yes. <laughs> no, it's never going. You should uh, you frame know, all the pages. <laughs> people, that? people are also asking for. Like, they're like, we want to go through the entire notebook. Maybe we should have you like just like do a Q and A stream go with. Uh, we should have you like, like in a, a warehouse with like a cinder block wall and like a a, a, a dangling incandescent <laughs> bulb above you. We have done just like reading off. We've done three different things covering cyberpunk, and it's only a fifty-minute demo. And I feel like I've talked about 
just about everything. On Glitch Please, the last episode, I did really go through the story of the demo and I talked about most of the features, if not, if not everything. I know it felt a little condensed towards the end, but I really did cover just about everything I know. So yeah. I don't know how much more we have to get out there until so there's you, more so news. So what you're saying is you haven't left people hanging. I haven't left people hanging. I know, I know that like people are clamoring for more, but again, it's just a 50 minute demo. And uh, also the, we're all clamoring. You're also clamoring for more. We're all clamoring Yeah, for yeah. More. We all want to know more. Clamor, clamor, clamor. 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 It's the word of the day. Clamor. Spell clamor. C-L, I can't spell it. A-M-O-U-R? That's correct. Clamor? There's no U. It's, there's no U. Isn't there a U? No. no. Oh, I would say there's a U in there for sure. What Am I you? thinking the European what version? Are you British? If it's clamorous, you add a U even oh, that's clamor is by go. itself. All right. Just, well, Thank good you. to know. Appreciate I would iridocyclitis. I would fail the spelling bee. <laughs> yeah, that, you ring a bell, right? Ding. So, have you guys gotten a chance to play anything? Either fuck yes. Either either the stuff that you're playing during E3 or in the recovery time since. It sounds like Adam has been playing some things. Uh, is this not the way it is for everyone when you you go to E3, you spend a week there, and you're like, look at all these fucking games, now I'm gonna get home and play games. And you get home and you play like 18 different games? I have not played a game since I've been back. That's what? crazy! I booted up I booted up my Switch to install a couple of games because I'm ready to play games again. Did sure. you get the Octopath Traveler demo? No, what I installed was I downloaded and installed Mario Tennis Aces, or Mario Aces Tennis, whichever order that's in. Uh, which that's out today. That isn't released till tomorrow. No, uh, oh, 22nd, yes, yeah. yes, yes, tomorrow. Uh, so I'm going to be ready to play that. Uh, and I also installed Fortnite. I've never played Fortnite, but after the whole Sony... Oh my god, can we play Fortnite together? Ruffle, I hate it. Which, I installed it on my Switch. <laughs> which, by the way, we'll be discussing a little bit Good. more in depth uh, in the Because I, I definitely want to talk about that. Because um, we, we also have some reasoning on why Sony's blocking it specifically. But Let me guess, it's money. Um, so I, you know, you've installed, you so you've installed, yes. So you've installed a bunch. Yeah, I'm, he played I'm, the I'm game of insulation. Yeah, uh, but Mario Tennis Aces, I've, I've been reading some of the reviews in anticipation of it, and I'm a little let down, because it seems like universally the reviews say that the single-player story mode is terrible. Which uh, is a shame. I don't know about terrible. It said under underdeveloped is the word that they, people use. Maybe it's a little short and doesn't have a whole lot of features. Yeah, I, what I read is that it just becomes a series of frustrating challenges. Mm. Like, it starts off strong and then just kind of goes away. That's rough. I worry about it a little bit, because I know I'm going to play it, but I worry that in my head, I'm, at, I'm hoping that even though it's called Mario Tennis Aces, I actually want it to be Mario Golf. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And then I'll be playing and being like, why is this tennis? And I'll be upset at it for Could being be. the game that it is because I miss the Mario Golf games. They were so good. Tennis is just mm -hmm. faster golf. You're I, fine. I had a lot of fun playing Mario Tennis on the... Do we just have random tennis footage um, in the background? No, it's no, Mario no, Tennis. This is, this is a Mario oh. Tennis commercial. Did, did okay, I didn't see crazy. Mario first. All I saw was actually human beings. I was like, what is this? Did any of you guys play um, uh, the Mario Tennis, the, the, the beta slash No, I didn't. Weekend I intentionally avoided it. Oh, I played it a little bit. It's it's different. So in I feel like in the, I haven't played Mario Tennis on the 64 and since it came out. But in, in, in that game, it was very much like run into the ball, hit the swing. And like there wasn't like a lot of strategy to it it was mm -hmm. just like yeah have some fun swing it swing the tennis racket hit a ball have some fun with your friends and this one there's a lot of like each character has a special move um there are like special power hits and like spe special receiving uh hits it's it's really a lot more tactical um i found it pretty challenging uh, i didn't get to spend i only played literally only played like two matches but um from what i did play it seems like there's a lot more variety to how each character plays and also just how 
how much of like a tactical, like more uh, in depth game it, it feels like mm. than it did the first one. So I don't know. That part excites me, but I, but I'm, I'm more of a single player guy too. So yeah, same, same here. I, I, I'm, I'm afraid that I'm going to start playing with other people and have to get my ass kicked constantly. Yeah, like, I paid to not have fun. Gus, <laughs> if you want to win, we can play together. Okay. Yay. How about you, John? What you playing? Um, I just want to point out. Did come back from E3, and immediately after E3 was a Pokemon Community Day. Went out and did Pokemon Go. Uh -huh. Got my Larvitar, got my Tyranitar, <laughs> saw a ton of people. Uh, Andy caught a Kyogre, and it immediately started raining outside, which was very poetic, because he's like the rain legendary Pokemon. Um, but uh, as far as games on my computer, I'm still playing through Ju the Just Cause series, because I never played through that series. Um, Are you playing Just Cause 1? 2. Okay. I'm on 2. Were you excited? Did, did you play 1? No. Okay. I didn't either. But 2 is a great starting point. I was told that's 2 was a great starting that's point. That's where I started too. And story-wise, I'm not lost or anything like that. And it's... it's <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, well, because like, I don't I don't think the story is excessively important in no, that the, game. No, you just go around and is, blow shit up. Hey, yeah. Rico, we need you. You're the guy that can blow shit up. Yeah. It's literally like your goal when you get to bases is there's a percentage of how much of the base you've blown up. When you've blown up enough, you've won the base. Isn't <laughs> um, so, it's a great, it's a great yeah, formula. I'm playing that, and then I, my brother, who's finally got a gaming PC for the first time in his life, he messaged me. He wanted to know if there's an FPS that I like to play that we could play together. So I've re-downloaded Overwatch. I watch Overwatch. Uh, religiously, I watch Overwatch League and also streamers and doing it, but uh, the game, specifically the competitive uh, s season of the game, frustrated me, so I stopped playing, but now I just play quick play, and it's super fun again, and I love Overwatch, and it's such a good game that's still, like, got, that, like, all the new characters they keep adding and the balancing and stuff like that, Overwatch is still king. Mm. So I'm loving that. Cool. Nice. Um, this weekend was Father's Day, so uh, we had, uh, we had the boys... Um, I'll get, I'll install Divinity. Oh. And we started a Divinity uh, Original Sin 2 co-op campaign. Interesting. Dope. Um, and this was, it was an interesting experiment because it's, um, it's my kind of game, it's JD's kind of game. It's not really Teddy's kind of game, usually. He's a big fan of, like, really ridiculous over-the-top stuff. We, you know, he's constantly playing Gary's mod. I think he recently he got totally into accurate totally accurate yeah. battlegrounds to the point where he was actually, like, Buying it for other people, trying to like bribe <laughs> them to play with him. I need to play that. And uh, I haven't bought. I haven't played it. Yeah. yeah. So he likes you know ridiculous kind of crazy stuff, and so I wasn't sure how he would feel about Divinity. Uh, also, Bernie doesn't <laughs> typically play these kinds of games, but he wanted to play a game all together, and uh, this is sort of the precursor to us all playing D and D together. Gotcha. Um, it's like the. It's are, like, you, are you gonna use? We're like building Teddy into it. Like, hey, look, you you know. The rolls all happen automatically. You can see all the action on the screen. It's exciting, and then and then get into the power of imagination. Are, are you going to use the uh, Divinity 2's like uh, I can't remember what it's called, but the oh, GM the, the GM mode to do your D and D campaign? I don't know. I don't know. That's an interesting idea, though. Yeah. Seems um, like a lot more work. You just pen and paper it, pencil and paper it. I, it's a lot, but it seems like a lot more work. But maybe also. Uh, in, in some ways, not as much work because you're not having to write everything down. You're just interacting on a computer. But I mean, who knows? Maybe it's just a just an idea. Yeah, uh, uh, we'll we'll see. But we did have a lot of fun with it. We ended up uh, starting over again because, like, even on the, the in the first tutorial area, um, we we all just started as like whatever classes we wanted, sure. and that very quickly did not work out at all. Uh, really. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta uh, have a good party composition. Yeah, I mean, you you get the indication when Teddy's like, "What's the most useless class?" Uh, and then so he's Jeff. And then he's yeah. that. 
um, <laughs> you know, and so then we we sort of got our bearings. Everyone figured out like this is how the game works. Everyone got settled in, and then we went back, restarted it, and picked. We're like picked strategically. So we're like, all right, JD, you are the wizard. Uh, I'm gonna be the healer. Bernie, you're gonna be the tank. Teddy, you do your thing. Ouch. Um, go be a rogue. Whatever. He's Teddy's amazing. At he, things. He's the guy that steals that stuff out of your pockets and puts it into their yeah, inventory. Yeah, good guy. Yeah, he doesn't know about that feature yet. Good. Uh, so, I'll, send, I'll send him a message on Steam. I'll let him know. Sheesh. So we did play a bunch of that together, and it was a lot of fun. We got we ended up getting really into it. It's the kind of thing where. In the middle of combat, it's all very frustrating. Mm -hmm. And there are a couple that were like, all right, I think we can do this better. Let's reload and do it again. Sure. So that we're not using a bunch of uh, resurrection scrolls, because those are very, very expensive. And, you know, the, the, the boys are like, I don't know, was that maybe good enough? And we can keep going. And we're like, no, 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 we need to reload and do it again. We can do this. <laughs> better. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of, like, like tension and like it's everyone gets really into it while while we're fighting. Then it's like good job afterwards, and then you know everyone's looting everything, and having a good time. So so far, going pretty well. I have high hopes that someday we're gonna get out of Fort Joy and then see the world. <laughs> uh, and then also because at E3 we did get the release date for Kingdom Hearts Three. And the tentative release date. January 29th. Don't you dare. You've already cursed us out of 2018, yeah, Gus. I, I just, I, Actually, I, I know the story. The person who cursed the game was the developers. That's who it was. <laughs> yes, they cursed the game by keep By, by announcing it. in 2013. Yeah. By constantly adding more characters, more stuff. Yeah, well, we'll see. Fingers crossed. But uh, for now, the release date is January 29th, 2019. And so I've gone back and I'm now replaying Kingdom Hearts 1. And uh, I'm going to move through all the different games and get caught up because I'm going to be honest with you, I don't remember what the hell is going are, on. Are you going to play the, the 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 mobile game or the portable games where all of the story exists? Yes. Oh God. Because, well, because those portable games have now they're now all included in those big collections. Got so it. They, so you don't uh, have Square Enix announced Eddie Three and released. Yeah, they released the this whole bundle that's 1.5 plus 2.5 remix, and then also has 2.8. And then when three comes out, it includes that. What well, didn't they also oh, confirm that uh, at the beginning of Kingdom Hearts Three they'll have an optional summary video? By the way, that optional summary video is probably going to be like four hours. That's what people were saying that it's because gonna, it's I don't know how you're going to summarize it like really quickly and really succinctly. Yeah, that's great. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, so we'll see about that. Also been interesting that the Square Enix guy we talked to at E3 was like, well, if you want Xbox versions of the, uh, you know, of the collections, make your voices heard or whatever. Oh. Yeah, and I was like, you're calling for, you're calling for petitions. Cool, okay. Yeah. I mean. Change.org, dude. Let's get it done. Yeah, let's get, the, get that change.org done. <laughs> um, I, I played a you played a couple of the Kingdom Hearts games? No, I played. No, actually, I I only played one Kingdom Hearts game, and it wasn't one or two. It was. Uh, was it, it was one of the. It's oh. one of the portable ones. It was fun. Which do you remember? Have any idea which one? Was it three fifty eight by two? Was it Dream Drop Distance? Was maybe it Dream Chain Drop Distance? Of that memories? sounds interesting. Maybe it's Chain of Memories. That sounds interesting. <laughs> <laughs> one of those. The Kingdom Hearts franchise has a worse naming convention it than was the Fast and Furious franchise. A third no, but, person but the, action. The two point eight HD. Remix, final, ultimate. It wasn't. Remix, a, it wasn't John. a card one. Okay, so that. it wasn't Chain of Memories. So it might have been Dream Doctor. Yes. Was it? Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Or, or Birth it? by what? Sleep. What or... was the name? <laughs> Do you think that like they must have their marketing team must hate it because there's no consistency between the naming or the numbering of those games? No, the Thanks. only thing is they have diagrams all over Kingdom their Hearts walls. Yes. 
So Numura has released a full recap of everything you need to know for Kingdom Hearts 3. In total, it's about 20 minutes long, split across five episodes. Uh, and of right now, it's available only in Japanese, but will be dubbed at a later date and included in Kingdom Hearts 3. Okay, so it's a 20-minute summary. So cool. you're going to get the top, top, top line and still yeah. probably be like... It's going to be the, the super spark news. Who are these people? What is going on? It's, it's a lot. <laughs> I'm loving the angle we have on Ben. Very much claw from Inspector Gadget, like very evil, like can't see his face <laughs> or anything like that. Uh, uh, also, so all the games in the series, there's Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, Kingdom Hearts 2, Kingdom Hearts Coded, uh, which was a mobile game, Kingdom Hearts 358 over two days, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, Kingdom Hearts 3D Dream Dot Drop Distance. Dream Dot Kingdom Hearts uh, X, which was like a weird PC browser mobile game, and then Kingdom Hearts Unchained X, and I think that's it. Kingdom Hearts Coded sounds like a very specific fetish porn. Did one of those have a, a mathematical equation in the title? Yes. Yeah, 358 over 2. Yes, that's division. It's like, three, it's like, it's like 358 <laughs> by 2. It's like, I. you're right, their naming is weird. There's a lot of things about Kingdom Hearts that are super weird. Yeah. But uh, going back through Kingdom Hearts 1 is an interesting experience because there's so much about the game that I forgot. Um, like that it's, I mean, it's a PS2 game. So even though it's now, it's been brought up in these collections and everything, it's not like they've completely redone VO or say like added VO to the weird, like very PS2 era text, uh, text bubbles that everyone uses to talk. Yeah. It's amazing. Do, which, and which, the gummy ships. Which is, oh god, the which, gummy which ships. Which is the one where you start on the island? Or is that both of them? Uh, it's definitely the first one. Oh, I played a little bit of that one. It takes a while to get off island. It takes a little while to get off the island. It's like more joy. Yeah. You just reminded me, I beat Raft. Yeah. Oh. Oh! I did. There is a, there is a final. There's an end? There is a, like, there is a, well, okay. I think I've gotten to the end of what content they have thus far. Okay. Gotcha. Because there is a... <clears throat> Like a, I don't want to say what it is, but there is a destination you can go to that is like a thing. Um, There's a destination you can go to that's a thing. I don't want to reveal. I don't want to spoil the game because is it's it fun like a, when you get a to shark it. Shark nightclub. It is a shark nightclub, um, and then you join them and you become a shark at the end of it, mm. and that's the and beginning then, of Shark RPG. It's and the then, and of then man, man eater. Go to war against the jets. Yeah. Um, thank you for that musical theater reference. Uh, yeah. Then and I managed to get my raft to be, I think. Seven or eight stories tall, so that's pretty fun. So that's so it's the less one. of a raft, more that, of a ship now. It's you a were tower. playing that with Bernie, right? Huh? You were you were playing that with Bernie? I, I, I jumped on Bernie's game at one point, but I have my own personal game that I was playing. Yeah, I, I remember you were telling us, and I wondered why he kept setting timers every four minutes and forty seconds, and you were the one who told me why. Yeah. And that was that he figured out the shark comes every five minutes. Yeah. And so he would set a timer. Mm. He set a four minute, 40 second timer it, so we could all prepare when the shark was gonna come. It sounds like an upgraded version of you must build a boat. You start with a little boat. I was oh, just yeah. thinking about that. You must build a boat is so great. So much fun. Did you ever beat it? Yeah. yeah. I didn't beat it because it ended up getting challenging. And then I was, <laughs> I got to a point where I'd be like, I'm gonna come back to this. And then I just didn't. Yeah, it's same same here. I think I'm really close to the end. I have like almost every upgrade. Yeah. It's like I can't, I just fucking can't do it. I feel I'm like I'm sure. one or two levels from the end and I'm like, you know what? I built my damn boat. <laughs> I'm pretty sure beating it, you like restart with a small boat again, which makes it really sad. Oh, it's No Man's Sky. Yeah. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> um, what man. a shitty ending. Mm, well, uh, although that's, I, you know, they've, they've done a lot to change that game uh, since they released Nailed it. Nailed it. Well done, John. Uh, so, yeah, so far, enjoying Kingdom Hearts. I'm Dope. through 
I'm like 20 hours in. Is That's it, a lot. Is it lit? It's lit. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm in Atlantica now. I'm helping out Ariel and the Little Mermaid. Already helped out uh, Aladdin. I went uh, and I helped out uh, Tarzan. It was really great. Uh, say, uh, you know, I visited Alice in Wonderland. It's I love the worlds, but it's funny as well seeing it, like going back and being like, oh, this is very PS2. At any it's point, like, it's like a bunch of rooms with like nicely painted walls. At yeah. any point, do you help Esmeralda defeat the Catholic Church? Uh, I think that might, maybe that's in okay. two, three fifty five. Looking, looking for that edition. Um, yeah, but having fun. And also I've been playing it with, uh, with remote play on the Vita, is it, which is do, awesome. So you're not, this isn't a treadmill game for you? This is not a treadmill game. That's Persona. Persona, Persona. 5 is the game that I am only allowed to play on the treadmill. Gotcha. And when I go on the treadmill, I am playing Persona 5. Cool. So Kingdom Hearts, if I were to beat the Fire to Platinum Persona before I finish all the Kingdom Hearts ones, I might convert it over. But right now, it's not. Cool. Which is also maybe why I'm not going on the treadmill very Because <laughs> <laughs> I've got something else to play. And also, I'm like, oh, but I'm tired. I'm recovering. <laughs> See, if it was Kingdom Hearts, then you'd be on there. Yeah. Maybe. But you like Persona, I get so into. All it's going to take is like one time back on, and I'll be like straight back mm. into it. It's just that getting the resistance started. of getting back yeah. onto it. Um, but I very much want to get back into treadmill gaming so that I look really great in my underwear. And that leads me to this, thank our sponsor, MeUndies. Uh, this episode of Glitch Please is brought to you by MeUndies. We've talked about them a bunch before. They're the fun, comfy underwear that feel as good as they look. To those of you who haven't tried them yet, listen up. You can get incredible underwear sent to your door with MeUndies, meaning no more hunting around for the perfect pair at a crowded store and eventually settling for good enough and also having a whole bunch of people go miff, 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 before you get to those underwear. MeUndies are made with a sustainably sourced material from beechwood trees. Their naturally soft fiber makes a fabric that won't sag down or ride up. Trust me, you put on a pair, you get it. Uh, MeUndies is so sure you'll love your first pair. If you're not happy, they'll do whatever they can to get you into the right pair, and if they can't, you know what? Keep them. They don't want them back, and they'll refund you. Uh, so really, it's risk-free to try the best underwear ever. If you're already part of the MeUndies family, tell your friends about it through their referral program. They get a discount. You get store credit. Win-win. More underwear in the world. Still not sure? Well, MeUndies has a deal for you guys. First-time purchasers get 15% off your first pair of MeUndies and free shipping. So it's 50% off. 15% off, plus free shipping, and a guarantee that you and your MeUndies will live happily ever after. To get 15% off your first pair of free shipping and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash glitch. That's MeUndies.com slash glitch. They're so fun. I like my underwear so much. I like my underwear, too. It's become a, like, one of the, like, part of the adventure every morning is now, like, going, looking at my underwear and going, what am I feeling today? <laughs> are, we allowed, are we allowed to say how, how much is it a month for MeUndies? I think it depends on the plan. Yeah, it depends you get. on which ones you get. Okay, I need to do that because I just need to. I'm, I need to upgrade my underwear and also get more underwear. Well, clearly, you said that you're wearing laundry day underwear, and yes. that's no good for anyone. Well, I'm, I'm wearing went traveling, and then also haven't done. It's laundry. been like a week. I know. I have a I have a lot of underwear, and I really go a long time without doing laundry because I hate laundry. But I really should have better underwear. Well, these are fun. Like they, once I started getting them, they just oh, I have two pairs. over and taking over and yeah. taking over, and now I'm just like, 
that's, it's all I want to wear. I have two pairs and they are my favorite pairs. I just need to just go ahead and do the thing and just like, cause then all I hear about the stories, of, this is not part of the ad. This is me saying, I just hear stories of people who are like, after they have it for a year, they're like, yeah, I've got like all these uh, MeUndies now. I'm like, I need to get there in the next year. You gotta start. You gotta I gotta start, start somewhere. I need better underwear. Gotta, games, Adam hasn't talked about what games he's playing. What games have you been playing, my oh, sweet, we're past sweet boy? That now. No, we're not. Um, we're going back. I played so many fucking games, dude. It's unbelievable. Right. I'll, I'll talk quickly. Uh, I, I played a little bit of Curse of the Moon, or is it called Curse of the Moon? The, the, the Bloodstained uh, game, standalone game they released that isn't the main game. Whatever that one is. Played that. Really good. Um, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Curse of the Moon. There you go. I played some Hollow Knight on Switch because that released. Mm. And I, you, that seems to be frustrating you a little bit. It's fucking, it's hard. Because you die and go back to nothing. It, it, it's weird. Like it has, it's like a very, it's the same problem that Dark Souls has, but in Dark Souls I love it. But in this game, it's like, man, the moment you die, it's like, oh, your momentum's fucking gone. <laughs> like, it's it's so hard. Um, but I, I did overcome the boss that I was stuck on last night. Uh, I've gotten farther in that game than I did on PC. I don't know what it, bad it was, but on PC, it just didn't click with me. And Were you using PC controls or controller? It was in controller. Okay. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was just wasn't, I think a big, a big part of that game that is also a Dark Souls problem is you, you get so lost. Yes. There are so many directions to go, and it is a Metroidvania, and that is a feature of Metroidvanias where, like, you explore and you try to find your way. And there are crazy paths, and some things that you can do right now, and some things you can't. Right. And, and then some paths that, like, you're blocked, and you cannot figure for the life of you how to unlock those paths. Yeah. And then, and there was, there's just times in that game where I'm like, I, I explored for like an hour and a half. I'm like, where, where am I? Yeah. Like, why did I go to the fungal waste if I've already just, I went in a loop and I didn't get anything. Um, so. Really fun game, but I'm, I'm happy that I'm actually putting more time into it now because I can see the appeal starting to get a little more moves. It's a fun game. Um, really love that. Um, I also got to play the Octopath Traveler demo, which I was like... Was that on your radar before? Yes and no. Like, I love the look of it, but I was like, eh, JRPG, I'm pro I like the look of it. I, I'll say I want it, but I probably won't pick it up. Well, it's also not, like, it's... It is a JRPG, but it's also a like retro style yes, JRPG yes. as opposed to the more modern ones. <laughs> right, it's, it's not a, it's not Xenoblade Chronicles where right. Yeah. It's very you know it's like the sort of like two D look, very isometric. They're leaning into it with the cool like weird tilt shift yeah. effect they're putting on everything. You'll, you'll um, recognize so that it game looks, immediately. It looks like modern retro. Yes. But not like what I would expect if a brand new JRPG came out. I wouldn't be like, oh look. And the thing I love the thing I love about this style. Is it's it's the 16-bit sprites in a polygonal tilt shift environment, and and that look to me feels like what the evolution of that art style should be, and it looks so good. Um, if, and that, we had a, if we had a Zelda game like that, right? And it would look amazing. Oh, all of a sudden I'm interested. Right. Um, this would be great so, for Zelda. I'm also interested in a Tunic. Oh, because looks, it's a, that also seems like a Zelda non-Zelda game. What if they did a remaster of Pokemon like this too? That would be kind of cool. Sorry, I'm going. So many, so many. It's a great art style. Um, so in the demo, they let you play as any of the eight characters from the game, and it is a prologue demo, so you get to play the first three hours of the game. Um, I started with the Huntress, and I think that's maybe what hooked me was because the combat is pretty straightforward. It's like, hey, you can use attacks, you can use skills, which you have um, a set number of skill points for, and you can use, um, why am I forgetting 
Oh, uh, you can like you can like boost your attacks like you can in Bravely Default. Um, but with the Huntress, when you're fighting creatures in the wild, you can just capture them and then use them later as part of your skill set. Oh, like Pokemon. Right. It's, it's, like, it's, right. it's, ex it's like, it's not, I don't want to say it's and like And John is in. I don't want to say it's like Pokemon, but it, it is in that sense that you can capture wild animals and then use them to attack a limited number of times later. So the combat was, like, it's pretty exciting all the diversity you get, at least with the Huntress. I did restart after about an hour and a half and played with the um, with the warrior and the combat is a little more toned down. It's like you have your you have a couple skills that you can use and obviously you can get more as the time goes on. Um, and it's like you attack with two different kinds of weapons. So each character has their own movesets and, and abilities and they all have a path ability. Um, and that's that's pretty interesting. I'm the, the the thing that was cool was seeing that everyone starts in a different area of the game and you can go in this demo and like you can start with a warrior complete his origin story and then go pick up the next person and I, I went and picked up the huntress because i was like i know i want her in my party so i did those two things and i got all, both their origin stories done and there's six more to do um and the game seems enjoyable i'm a little i'm a little apprehensive of like how in-depth the combat gets because that that to me is the meat of the game but it's just beautiful and I didn't like the story at first uh, because it was just so wordy, um, but I think it was because I started with the Huntress and she she uses like that weird Shakespearean. She talks a lot. She uses, she uses like a Shakespearean dialogue thing where she, she like literally every fight she goes letteth the hunt beginneth and it's it's crazy like every single word has like a F or N or whatever on it. It looks, it's ridiculous, so but. Look, it's coming out soon. Uh, look, I just looked it up, it's coming out July 13th. Yeah, mm -hmm. so. And uh, I, I think uh, your, the demo progress will carry over. It will, yeah. Oh, so, I'm yes. in that. Yeah, so you can play three hours, uh, your save file can go up to three hours, carry that over. So I've gotten two or three characters, uh, or two, two characters so far, I've done two hours in that save file, I'm just gonna carry that over. Um, that's pretty much it, I did, I will say that because of Cyberpunk, I downloaded, restarted DS, Deus Ex, and that game is very similar, <laughs> but also it's way more stealth focused. Um, but I was totally fucking lost. I, I like pulled up my save, and I was like in in some part of a city, and there was guards after me, and I was like, I don't know what I'm fucking doing. <laughs> so I just turned that off, uh, and then I loaded up Metal Gear Solid Five: Phantom Pain, and got through the most painful part of that game, which is the two-hour hospital crawl. Yeah, the crawl is. Uh... Um, but after Killer. after that, the game opens up pretty quickly, and I forgot how just like how much fun that when, sandbox. When was. I played that game, uh, I initially I just played it very focused on the story and very seriously. I feel like I never went back and I started just fucking around in the open world, like using some of the crazier gadgets. That, that's so. I think I did the opposite. Was I went through, got to the point where I had at least two buddies, and. I, all I did was fuck around, and I put 50 hours into the game, and I didn't do like any of the story pretty much, uh, like up until what I had to do to like be, have a freedom to do a bunch of side quests. So I really did just mess around with that game, but I am really excited to play more because I never finished it, and it's a it's a big black mark on my gaming journal because mm -hmm. I love Metal Gear. So that's what I've been playing. Try nice. to be quick. Well, uh, just so you know, Bernie kind of wants to try Path of Exile. Ooh. So. If you're interested, we might be looking for Path of Exile buddies. Cool. Good to know. Dope. Sounds awesome. That game's awesome. And they're in like they're they're in the middle of apparently like their best league in years. Like people are loving the current league. Good to know. Yeah. So it's um all very exciting. Um, a lot of the a lot of energy coming out of E3. Mm -hmm. So why don't we review, recap a little bit, talk about the like the best bits of E3 that we saw, and also maybe some of the stuff that was a little bit of a letdown. Sure. Best and worst. That guy, that guy was right up there with the best.
Yes. Okay, so yeah, um, best Trials Rising announcement. Yeah. Not even the game, although I know Jack's very Just excited the, and it looks like a lot of fun, but like Finland. The, it's incredible. <laughs> that was an amazing uh, just like the that whole announcement, the showmanship of it was ridiculous. Well, I think they uh, knew not to take themselves seriously. You know, the game is very over the top and nothing. Yeah, even their little montage trailer leaned into what they know the game is known for. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and, lots and even of, had a finisher of just lots of crazy deaths. Deaths, which yeah. is mostly what playing that game is about is dying in really brutal ways. Yeah, and I wasn't, you know, ex- I wasn't waiting for a new Trials game, I wasn't expecting a new Trials game, but they announced it, and like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna play that when that comes out. You know, every, people who like Trials uh, are excited. I feel like there was a rash of them, and then they let it rest a little. Mm. What was the last one? Trials Evolution, I believe? Fusion? Fusion, you're right. It feels like maybe games should do that. Like a rest, rest a period. Well, <laughs> well I mean, you're not there. Like came re- out four years. Like a refractory period. <laughs> well, you know, it seemed it, it, to work well for uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. That was, you know, admittedly one year off, not four years off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and now they they may be back to annual since they've got Odyssey this year as well. But uh, there's not. They don't. I, I love Trials, and but the thing is, is it like they don't really change the formula that much. It is still like you're going through these tough tracks with your bike. And that's super fun, but yeah, if you release them back to back to back every year, I think people you get burned out of them. Yeah. You're, it's just, you're just gonna be like, oh, another one, cool. But now it's been a couple of years and it's like, oh yeah, yeah. it's been a while since I've yeah. played yeah. that. That's kind of how I felt in Fusion. Get, I was like, eh. It's time to get frustrated at how much better Jack is at this game oh, than I am. Man. Oh man. Yeah, you know what? I'm just gonna unfriend him or whatever so I yeah, don't, don't see, so that, I don't that, see that his bike. ghost. Yeah. Wasn't Gavin uh, really good at 1.2 though? He's a chump. He's a chump. Okay, sorry. Who was? Gavin. He played a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah he's, he's all right. All right. I'll unfriend them all. I'm always in the back of the ghost pack. Yeah. It's tragic. Real tragic. Um, but uh, that was a lot of fun at E3. There were a couple other highlights. Um, Adam, I think you had one in particular. Oh, well. Let's talk about Cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> I brought my notebook here. <laughs> uh, no, that game was incredible. Uh, you know, we've said pretty much everything there is to say. Um, I was really surprised that it was first person, and I think it's a great change. It, it does make the game feel more personal. Um, it's kind of rough that it doesn't come out until 2077. It probably is pretty accurate on the release date there. Um, but there's just so much to that game. I got Gus on that one. Yeah, that's good. That's pretty good. <laughs> is, is that the first time you've heard that joke? Yeah, no, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm loopy right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just the scope of what they're trying to do uh, and what they're doing is, God, I, like, I, I it was like Halo 2 was the last time I was like, hey, you cannot be excited for games for more than a year. Mm. Because this is, you're like, you're ruining your life by hanging on to every word these people say. Yeah. And I'm like back to that point with this game. And it's a problem because it's not going to come out for a long time. It doesn't even have a release date? No, absolutely not. Yeah. No, it's no, like. No, this is they, like, a, they were like, hey, look, we have been working on it and we've made some games. Right. And they just showed it behind closed doors. So, like, that kind of tells me that. Maybe next year at E3 we might see a release date, yeah. but even if we see a release date next year, like it'll it be could, 2020. It could be spring 2020, you know. Oh, uh, you're being optimistic. I'm thinking holiday 2020. Yeah, well, it's terrible. I'm being. I, I want to, to not be more than two and a half years or whatever. Yeah, um, I mean, we'll see. the The whole behind closed doors demo thing is interesting <clears> because <throat> no one seems to have said anything bad about it. Um, from a technical perspective, it seems to have run well. Yeah, it ran well. I will say, like. The most stunning thing about that demo was not the graphics. Like, if you looked at The Witcher and the E3 demo, people were like, this is the most amazing looking game I've ever seen. And I, and I wouldn't say that about this game. I think it looks on par with games today. 
It looks good. But so it looks really good, but by the time it comes out, it might not be pushing the limits. I don't know if like you know who who knows if everything's final or if they had everything turned up. It looked like it looked like it was missing some some lighting and not I don't want to say missing lighting, but it looked like m maybe it wasn't cranked at full well, settings. There, yeah, I I imagine you it know? wouldn't be at this point. Um so but but who knows? I mean, maybe that's why they're not showing it cuz they want something that just visually matches the mm -hmm. the crazy games th th that they make. Um, yeah, I remember they uh, released the specs of the PC that was running in. Yeah, it was so like a, a 1080 Ti. Here, here's is it like got. an i9 was, or It was CPU? running uh, an Intel Core i7 8700K at uh, 3.7 gigahertz an Asus ROG Strix Z370i gaming model motherboard, uh, 32 gigabytes of G-Skill RipJaws VDDR4 RAM with a speed of 3000 megahertz, an NVIDIA GeForce GTX 1080 Ti graphics card, and a Samsung 960 Pro 512 gigabyte uh, solid state drive uh, with a Corsair um, SF 600 watt power supply. 600 watt power supply. So, uh, ben, uh, ben just sent me, I guess, like some people have been digging around trying to figure out what the release date would be. And, Previous hints lead people to believe that it'll be out before June, June 2019. I don't know why I couldn't say that properly. Um, Within I a find year? That, I find that, that seems... unlikely. I, f I think that's optimistic. If that happens, that'd be great. I will that's say, apparently really happy in, in the presentation, they, they, they said, like, this is still early. And they, they, a few times they were saying, we are working on making this do X. Like, they're still very much in development and in mm -hmm. progress. Like, I don't... I don't see it coming out within a year. This, if it does, great. Yeah, this is from, I guess, like them applying for government grants to secure funding and like timelines and milestones. Right. So who knows? Um, so, but that 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 PC that they're playing on, it's, a, it's like a top end gaming machine right now. But it's nothing like, like it's not using the two thousand dollar processor or anything like that. It's not using a Titan, Titan X. Right. Yeah. You know, it's it's using like a seven eight hundred dollar graphics card, a, a four hundred dollar CPU, like. You know, RAM, RAM RAM now is RAM now is fucking expensive. That 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 amount of RAM is probably like five hundred, six hundred dollars. But um, but you know, a two thousand twenty five hundred dollar gaming machine is is not unreasonable for for people that like high end PC gaming. And again, it's going to be on console probably, right? Mm -hmm. So that's not that's not crazy. It's good. It's good that it's running on a real machine, like something obtainable. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, and of, of course, there's always like optimization that comes towards the end and all that sort of yeah. stuff. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, th there will be a lot of changes, but that's just what it was running on for the demo. Right. So that's an indication of of where it's at with development right now. Anyway, um, other highlights: Spider-Man. I thought. Oh man. Looked really, really great, and that's coming I so soon. Have oh a question. my god, that game is okay. so good. There had there. I've, I think I've seen rumors, but I haven't seen anything that's concrete. Is there a chance you think of a Spider-Man PS4 bundle, as far as like a console um, bundle? It seems likely. Are you thinking about getting the PS4? Yeah, I want a PS4, and I was literally about to buy one like as soon as I got back from E3, and then I had a thought. I was like, well, there's no major games coming out that I that I have to play because there's a lot of games that I want to play, but there's none that everyone else is going crazy about right now that I need to be a part of the conversation. There's, there's rumors that. Uh, it was leaked that it will happen, but it's still all yeah. rumors. Yeah, so I I'm I am going to get a PlayStation. I have literally the money earmarked, and so but I'm just like ah, it'd be kind of fun if I could like bundles make it easier. Sometimes you get a little bit of a discount, and also like if I get a pretty PlayStation well, also, that's all red. You and, get normally when that happens, you get the PS4, and then normally they throw the game in. That's the same. I get the, yeah. and the game is the you, game I'm gonna get, and if it, if it's like a pre-order, and I can get all the pre-order like things that they're adding in of like the skins and the points or like that. I do that. The one, the one thing I will say is that make sure, just like maybe not make sure, but you should get a PS4 Pro. 
uh, like I have a regular PS4, and it's oh, I always have the envy of like I really want a PS4 Pro, but that Sell spending four hundred bucks to, to get an upgrade, well, it just it runs games better. Like you get in some games, you get higher frame rate, and some games you get just better uh, like resolution. You know, just. It runs game. It makes games look better. Well, okay. and keeping in powerful. mind too that like not everyone has a 4K TV. I'm not going to be playing this on a TV either. I'm going to have this in my to- PC setup. Uh, it's going to be totally. it's going to be hooked up to monitors and that but kind of thing. Even just at a performance okay. uh, level. So there 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 are performance reasons yeah. to have a pro. But as far as like load times yeah. and frame yeah. rates. I mean, and you have a lot of games to go back to too. You have like Horizon, which will take I'm advantage be of it. God of War. Okay. Uh, the new Last of Us is coming out. I'm going to be like, playing those games that. are all like. Okay. You're also future-proofing if eventually you do get a 4K display for your computer setup as well. Yeah. No. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to hold out and see if I... Because Spider-Man, the, the demo they had, we played it. Did, did you, you, you played, played it? it? Yeah, we oh, played. man. Uh, it's instantaneously fun yeah. and uh, made me sad to stop playing. Yeah. The, 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 the moment you start swinging around the city, it's like super... Exciting, and you never want to stop. And I, I was a little taken aback because there was a thread on Reddit a couple days ago uh, regarding like this game will not have the swinging that we want because it's, it. I, I guess it doesn't have like physics-based hook law swimming or swinging. You mean like if you, you swing like, down and you swing like right, there's your, a your pole momentum. What's well, like your momentum? Your momentum. Your momentum can shift in this game. Uh, like if you're falling at a really fast speed and you swing, you will slow down. Uh, but in like Spider-Man Two. When you were falling and you swung, uh, you would maintain that momentum within your swing. Like, but however, there was there was a mechanic in the swinging where you would dive faster, and right. that would give you more momentum. To- totally, it's just not. But it's not physics based, is what is what people are complaining. About. Regardless of, but it's but it, but it, but it not fe- historically accurate Spider Man. But it, but it feels so good to play. Like I don't. I think once people get a hand a hand on it, like just the the feel. Of the overall swinging is, is so great that I don't think people will mind. But I understand the point of view that people want something a little more skill based. They want to they want to have to use the physics to their advantage. Uh, I be think. I mean, I could see people saying that. I I kind of disagree because I think doing it this way makes it more accessible and easier to pick up and easier to not fuck up. Totally. And yeah, I, this I think, is a this is a broad I think, audience. Yeah, I think game. general yeah. populace, this game is gonna man. Like I was saying this after I played, it, I was like, that could be like a, a serious contender for game of the year for me. Mm-hmm. It, it looks amazing. If you need to tide yourself over, John, yeah. uh, Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, I'm thinking No, there's about- no you know, web swinging or anything like that, but uh, it's as far as city traversal goes, it's got that same sort of uh, insomniac, really smooth transitions yeah. from, from activity to activity. A lot of fun. It's crazy, ridiculous. I definitely have a thought of playing Sunset Overdrive, and I might pick that up. I, I got to admit that part of the draw of the game, too, though, is that it is connected to an IP that I have an affinity already set for. Sure. Well, I mean, so does PlayStation. They themed the entire PS3 after it. Aha! The original. So, so some people are speculating that they're going to announce a uh, Spider-Man bundle at San Diego Comic-Con. I oh, feel that's like coming up. That's a yep. better place for it. I don't think E3 is like e- they don't need to announce the hardware bundle at E3. That was very much focused on how awesome the game is, and then they can get another bump later from that. And Comic Con is like the perfect place for that. It's good timing. It's uh, you know it's the that same sort of uh, overall audience that mm-hmm. if they're looking to be like, hey, you don't have a PS4, you should get a PS4 for this Spider-Man game, and look at this. Yeah. It's, it's just, uh, it makes sense. July nineteenth to twenty second, so we got about a month. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And if they at any point release a skin where you can play as Spider Gwen, I will be so 
goddamn excited. The the one thing I was heard about this game is that when you change your outfits, it will change uh, how he plays. Yeah, yeah. There was like there was a abilities that you get from outfits. The abilities can transfer over to other outfits once you've gotten them, so yeah. you don't have to yeah. just play that outfit it's to get pretty, that ability. Correct. Cool. The outfits just unlock the ability, and so, then the ability can be moved. I, love that. Yeah. I want the Spider Gwen outfit to unlock the best ability. Yeah. Okay, who do you think the final villain is? In the the in the demonstration at E3, <laughs> I, want, that's, I also said I want an Aunt May skin. I want an Aunt May skin, <laughs> and I, she can't swing anywhere. She has to just walk along the street. <laughs> well, we did that. We talked. We both played the the demo, and we said that you know we weren't next to each other. We couldn't see each other's screens, but when we were done, we both admitted that we spent time walking on the street. Yeah. And swinging. Oh, around. did you did you wave at people? Yeah. Sometimes people would ask for a high five. Yeah. You could. There was literally just a wave button. You go, hey. What's up, guys? I tried to walk in the subway, uh, and I guess that's fast travel. Yeah. But uh, it was disabled in the browser. Uh, uh, What's the, when I was playing, I saw Stark Tower. That was neat. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's like a, maybe a hint at something that could be in the game. No. At, at the end of this trailer, we we talked with them uh, at E3, and we asked them about that, and they said this is definitely a Spider-Man focused game. They just wanted to involve some of the landmarks and make it feel like they wanted uh, to live in the Marvel universe, and it. so there's even a Wakandan embassy. Because this is New York City. Yes. Right. Um, but yeah. Uh, I'm wondering if there's going to be a button for at a point where you can be on the ground and you can do a weird jazzy dance number uh, and uh, and ruin an entire movie franchise. And then James franchise. Franco pops out and goes, so good. <laughs> James Franco skin in Spider-Man game. <laughs> that's who the villain is. It's James Franco. Oh, it's that pie. It's that Wait, pie. Um, okay. That game looks great. That game looks awesome. Who was the standout for you, Gus? Uh, let's see. I'm, we saw a lot of great things. You know, Obviously, Cyberpunk. Uh, I played Spider-Man like John. Uh, what else really stood out? I mean, Death Stranding. What the fuck are we looking at? I don't know. Like we, got, we actually saw some gameplay. Yeah, that's like the most we've, we've seen we've, of Death Stranding. It is. And it, I still don't really know what's going on. Is it, is it gameplay or is it just like make the model move in engine? No, what they said was that it was gameplay, but they did move the camera to an angle you normally couldn't while playing the game. So they said that it was actually definitely gameplay, just with the camera manipulated. It looks like pretty fantastic just visually from those gameplay uh, segments. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, this trailer is... And, uh, and we found out Norman Reedus is just uh, uh, an Amazon delivery man. Yeah. yeah. Yep. He's, uh, he's guy got those prime deliveries. Yeah, well, I think what Kojima said since E3 program. was that uh, too often he feels that video games are about like a super soldier or someone who's like amazing and super great and specialized for this, but he wanted this game to be about just like an everyman. Someone who doesn't necessarily have fantastic he, abilities. He boasted that the trailer didn't have guns in it. Like he said, that was part of his... his why he was so proud of the trailer was that a people received the trailer so well, and b there was no gunplay in the in the trailer. Mm -hmm. It does That's have crazy space umbrellas. Yeah, space. I wondered about the uh, efficiency of that umbrella. Th that's I think maybe it's for collecting solar power. Maybe it's it's really interesting that he made that point of like I don't like games that are featured or I guess too many games are have super yeah. people in them, but like. Look at Snake and look at, well, look at all well, the I, characters. I, I think what he wanted to change it. Yeah, yeah, I think it was mostly like uh, it felt like a commentary to all the other games at E3, which is a very resounding number of games that are gun-based. Not that all games at E3 are gun-based, but just a ton, especially even in the the uh, the conferences we watched. You know, it's like they all are some sort of gun-based game. Mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm I'm excited for it. I st we still. Raised, it still raised tons of questions. Still have no idea what's going on. Why the fuck are? I mean, I don't know. I look every time I, I watch this trailer, I'm like, what is that? I want to know what, where. What the why? The trailer didn't what have Maz Nicholson. I was so sad. I want more. He's Maz. only been in one. 
I know. I want yeah. more. I want Matt. I, I, I was Kojima. expecting them to like cut over to whatever those other guys are doing at some point, but it really did just stick with uh, Norman and his showers and his body delivery service. Do, do you think he's just like he's just using his like his game power to like hang out with celebrities? Maybe he, he is to an extent. right? I would. Well, I mean, it's it's really interesting. It's uh, an international cast. That he's assembling, or international group of people, even yeah. like the the collaborations he's done with the Decima Engine with Guerrilla Games, like yeah. he's really canvassing the world, yeah. looking for people that he wants to work with yeah. uh, to come together. And it's so, I mean, the point of the Decima Engine is also it's like it's not just celebrity, like Hollywood celebrity. It's also like video game people yeah. and like the best people that he can possibly work yeah. with. So I'm really curious to see what comes of this because, you know, people for years said, what if we got a Kojima game that was unfettered by. Konami. It's mm -hmm. like, well, we're gonna fucking find out real soon. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the concern I raise with that is like, you look at Metal Gear Solid Five, and so historically, Snake is voiced by David Hayter, and then in MGS Five, they got Kiefer Sutherland, and like people are like, well, he just wants to hang out with Kiefer Sutherland, and whether that's true or not, like Snake's Snake had such a limited number of lines in that game, like he you, barely talked. You, there's a good reason. Okay. For that. Well, I haven't beaten the game. You need to finish the game. Okay. Uh, but that being said, David Hayter did confirm he is the voice of Snake in uh, Super Smash Bros. So Ultimate. he gets to do yeah. the grunts, I guess? <laughs> I guess. Well, they, see, they scream out things. Lots of, okay, lots of efforts. They? Yeah, uh, efforts. but I don't know. I'm, I'm super excited for that game. It's just so weird. What is it? Everything is weird. The game feels like the kind of movies that I like, so that's why I'm excited. It feels like the game feels like it's an A24 production, like something that would fit alongside mm -hmm. of like, you know, Hereditary and what we, uh, not what we did in Shadows. Uh, it comes at night, um, stuff like that. So it feels like just some weird tension game that I'm excited about. Yep. Hmm. So that's that's what I'm that's what I'm ready for. Cool. John, what was your standout? Um, the I mean, Spider-Man we keep raving about, and that was just super fun to play. Um, uh, Hitman was fun. Hitman was fun. I played that too. It. My one complaint about it would be that it feels like it's just Hitman One DLC. Mm. Ouch. It feels um, like more just. Well, like, we, we also only saw a very limited. We only saw very limited, it. and but often like uh, what I you know a I do love franchises because it's fun that in games you get to play more of the games you like to play again. But same as with sequels of movies, with with sequels to games, I want you to have a reason that makes the game something new that's stacked on top of what we already liked and thus far other than just new levels, which is what Hitman the 1 was, or, or Hitman, it was just episodic different levels. Like, granted this one is not episodic and it's gonna be all one big game, it's still gonna be the same playing experience from what I can tell thus far. Right. And so I'm gonna play it, because I like Hitman and it's a very satisfying game for me and I like the, the, the mixture of the satisfaction of like the kills and then also the silliness of how absurd the game is with its ways that you can do stuff. But you like the ways you can disguise yourself. Disguise yourself. They 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 implement such funny did, lines. Did you that blend do. in as the flamingo? Yeah, you blend in as a flamingo and and all that kind of stuff. Um, so. Yeah, and I killed a guy with a fish. It was great. They, they had a muffin, and they actually, I know they wouldn't tell you about the muffin, but they had it on display, and they said to kill someone with a muffin, you can poison the muffin. Yeah. Or I think you can you can smother someone with the muffin. Um, but it, it it's like the graphics look very similar to Hitman uh, 1, um, and so I, I, that's my one complaint. is like, cool. Same with, like, I played LEGO DC Supervillains, cool. and I was like, oh, this is another LEGO, LEGO. game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, cool, you can create your character this time beyond that character creation thing. 
It's just like, cool, if you like playing a lot of Lego games, you will like Lego DC well, Super Well, IO just broke out from, from Square Enix. Yeah, and, so and, and like I, think maybe they need... I think that's worth, uh, like, giving them, like, some leeway yeah. on here, is, like, they, they did just they, they go, in, go independent of their yeah. former publisher, and they took the property with them to continue making it. Cool. So I, they might be trying to yeah, they, they, get something out I, to I, keep the studio flush. I understand that, uh, but... That is, I, I still don't see as a consumer why that concerns sure. me. No, I understand. Why that concerns my... Right. Why? Why? How does that? How? How should that uh, I mean, uh, rationalize? Uh, if you were happy to have more Hitman DLC or episodic content, yeah. then I mean, this should be the same thing. It's just the, all delivered at once. Yeah. yeah. I don't mind that it shares assets. If it's if it's a new story, new game, like I'm, I'm into it. There's the muffin. There's the muffin. That was on uh, a poster. Oh. Uh, but I like more. Like when you like, you know, at the very least, like. I know, like, Assassin's Creed has a billion games and they're almost all the same to a certain extent. Like, you know, even just things like, oh, you can pick your character this time, or, mm. oh, there's going to be a new fighting mechanic in this game that's going to be, that's going to add on to it, which they've done it as Odyssey at the very least, you know, with, well, with you're, Leonidas. Well, you're, you're talking about their newer games. Like, look at look at some of the changes of some agree. of the old Assassin's I agree. Creed games. Um, so, I'm not saying I'm not going to play Hitman. I'm saying, I, you know, I've got tempered expectations. Well, we're it. saying, John, is how dare you? Yeah, John, I swear, every man? time that I have, like, a middle-of-the-ground opinion, as long as, I, like, if I'm not polarized, I come across as, like, a worse reviewer. Yeah, yeah. let us know what you think of the comments, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, but uh, st- I mean, the oddest thing that was a standout from E3 um, was for me was the the what, not the um, uh, good and evil uh, beyond good and evil the trailer. Uh, good trailer. In fact, I was so during E3 we did uh, um, we I called it, I called it the tournament of trailers. Everyone else called it something different. Um, everyone called it trailer whatever. battle royale. Trailer, trailer battle royale, trailer fight, whatever. Um, where we uh, had people vote on, like we'd pay, play two trailers back to back and have people vote on which was the better trailer, and then it would like advance through um, this like March Madness style bracket to mm-hmm. decide like what was the best trailer. And uh, it came down in the end to Beyond Good and Evil Two and Cyberpunk 2077. And I. I guess I just assumed based on like the hype and every and how excited everyone was for Cyberpunk that it would just trounce Beyond Good and Evil, but it came down to It was like, really close. It was seven votes different in the yeah. end. Yeah, and, and but this trailer, like I, I will say more than anything Ubisoft has done, this trailer and the last trailer are the best world building I've seen from them. Yeah. I've never been more excited for a Ubisoft product. I did we just got I mean, I, I, I hate to be the naysayer. But I just think about the Watch Dogs announcement and then how that game went from oh, yeah. one thing to another thing. Yeah. It's definitely it a concern of like, cool, this is a movie I want to see. But it did get me excited about playing a game with these characters. Right. However, the game needs to be as awesome as right. this, this trailer so, felt. So they, they, they had a behind-closed-door thing, and I tried so goddamn hard to get into it, and I couldn't. Oh, they uh, did have this? Yeah, they, they showed some... some they, they, I think what they, the first thing they did was they talked about some concept art and then they showed some gameplay. Um, but it, it sounded pretty similar to what they showed last year. I don't know if there was like a video floating around last year of them in a ship and then getting out of the ship. And the, the thing this game is doing uh, is kind of like No Man's Sky where you can get be on a planet and then fly away from the planet. And like you can explore planets, but they're not procedural. So it's like, it's they're like not procedural. Free. Yeah, they're not, but they're not procedural. They're handcrafted. So everything will be like s- smaller than a regular size. Limited. Planet. But like. 
you'll be able to explore stuff that was placed instead of like what, whatever the procedural generation engine's doing. And that's really exciting. Uh, but this game is not gonna come out for fucking ever. They, they said that they're oh. gonna have a beta in the end of 2019. Playable demo, end of next no, no, year. No, no, playable, playable beta. Playable beta, I'm yeah. sorry. Playable beta, end of next year. Now keep in mind too, they, this game was initially teased in 2008. Yep. And then they announced it officially last year. And so now, now they're next now they're starting year, to work on the it. end of next year playable beta, and so we can uh, we can assume that we'll see this game sometime in 2020. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And oh, it's going to release the same day as Cyberpunk 2077. Whew. Then they're both February very good. 22nd. They're both very good, like sci-fi. Oh fun, God, fun what is it with February 22nd? It's my birthday. Is it? Yeah. Wow, dude, happy dude, everyone birthday. is celebrating every, your every birthday. Game. What's what's coming out? So uh, is it uh, Anthem? Anthem is the big coming one. out. Days Gone. Uh, Days Gone, and there's at least a third one that's coming out February 22nd. Metro Exodus and Crackdown 3. Oh, God, that's right. Oh. Okay, so four. Well, Crackdown Metro Exodus, will not come out. Crackdown 3. I think they'll move Crackdown. <laughs> Fucking Crackdown. Uh, just, that's a lot just of games to come out all in one day. On one day. day. Yeah. In February. I think I think people are genuinely afraid of... of uh, Red Dead, Red Dead. Yeah. which it was not at the show, by the way, but is probably the most interesting. So they're well, all going to shit themselves. Rockstar way of doing it. Totally. They're all going to shit like, themselves when Red Dead delays itself to oh February twenty second. That was so fucking. <laughs> that is a power play I would love to see happen. Because right, for a long time, Red Dead was the only game announced for October. It was just sitting there all by itself. There's now there's a couple others. Uh, Forza is coming. Call of Duty, Battlefield, yeah. uh, and then like one or two others. But for a long time, it was just that one well, I mean, by itself. And can, the only other ones going in that area are either not really crossover, like Forza, I don't think, has as much of an audience crossover with Red Dead as a lot of other games would. And then, like, the really big annual franchise is Call of Duty Battlefield. All the more reason to be excited about Spider-Man because it comes out in just a few months. Yeah. You can always counter-program. It's like when a big blockbuster comes out, people are afraid to release other movies against it. But you, what you do is you release a movie that doesn't target the same audience. It's the same thing with video games. There's not everyone... Most people can play Red Dead, but not everyone's gonna play Red Dead. There may be other audiences. If you don't, games. you're dumb. Wow. Maybe, maybe it's on. not a game for everyone. But you know, there were a couple lowlights for me three. I gotta oh, say. Oh man. Um, watching the PlayStation presentation was one of them. Just, uh, just, just the presentation part of the, it, though, right? The games that they showed looked amazing. Yeah. I, I, the the Last of Us two gameplay looked mm -hmm. awesome. The Ghost of Tsushima gameplay looked awesome. Spider Man looked awesome. Everything they showed looked really, really great. Ghost of Tsushima was also another letdown when they showed off that amazing gameplay trailer, and then we're like, we don't know when it's coming out. It's like, cool, we're never seeing this game. Uh, well, we don't know that. What? When, when they, that. But they, they, they did say they, that we, they're putting it they're, right in the interviews. Like we're just putting it out in the world. I'm like, oh, okay, so twenty. Right, same as like 20. Cyberpunk. In that, yeah, it's yeah. that you get us excited about this game, and then this when they're when they're that vague, that's when you get really trepidatious about how long it's going to yeah. be. They're, well, also interesting that, and it's double-edged sword. Good thing, bad thing is uh, what they showed that you were playing through looked all really great and really exciting. And they're like, by the way, that was just a side quest. It's yeah. great, but it's awesome. I, I'm, I, there's a level of like excitement that I get for these games, and then I get so let down. But I'm like, oh god, I'm like two years away, like probably of playing these games, like Beyond Good and Evil, and and and. Nothing's Cyberpunk. wrong with that. I, I do like Bethesda. I think there is something wrong with that. Approach mm, I mean, for the most part. yeah, I like I, I like not hyping up for a long period of time, uh, like uh, the yeah. same like Bethesda does. I, I'm in the same boat, but like, I, I don't know. We we do have games on the way there. I feel like 
we're looking at stuff like Cyberpunk and like, like of course for me, like for a lot of people, that's like, ah, it's the game I want right now. But like, there is still games to play along the way, like plenty of them. And this fucking game looks amazing. This game I'm looks so amazing. glad they showed it. And it's, and it's one of those, they, they mentioned in our interview, like this is a game like open world games where if you see it, you can go there. And I, I love that, man. God, it's gorgeous. Uh, but you're right. The, the, the conference as a whole was weirdly managed pacing wise when they, yeah. Emptied out the audience after watching Last of Us 2, moving to another place. So on the live stream watching, they vamped for about 20, 25 minutes while they moved it was, They kept yeah. saying a, just a few more short minutes. It was and an then they unskippable would say, like, I don't want to say minutes, just a little while longer. And you're like, what? Well, and I guess <laughs> a few like, hours. I, I think it took them a lot longer to move people than they thought it was going to yeah. take. Uh, and it seemed like for the people who were there on site at the presentation, uh, would have been a very cool experience sort of being in that churchy setting that they had for Last of Us 2. Uh, and have, like that would be very impactful. But then moving rooms and having to like go and like get another seat and sit down and like yeah. okay, here's the rest of the presentation, um, you know. And that they had the like the musical numbers and stuff, which were very cool. Now but the the the, the white from, dude in the cultural appropriation <laughs> wardrobe. You know what? Not no, cool. no, 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 he was good no, no, at the no, flute. You he was. That? He is one of the only uh, people in the world who is considered a master at that. Cool. Wear something really? that's not yeah, that. Doesn't race. have to wear that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm all for you uh, having you, talent. Do you, uh, do you think a Japanese company isn't allowed to make that call? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he's, it's, just, it's, it's just not cool. I, I feel like, I, like, I, the, I like a Japanese company said, yes, this is cool, we approve it. This, I, is, like, this is a master they don't, instrument I can and, see, and it's done in respect, not I, in order to be exotic. Yeah, it's not, it's not a marketing thing. I can see why people are offended, but I also I see your point, too. Uh, like he well, is, well, it also goes back to, was it Sony Japan? Was it Sony America? But was the, it the, Sucker Punch? So like, I, mean, I, think, I think saying a Japanese company approved it is kind of yes. not, not quite. You don't right. know who approved that. Right. Well... I, mean, I still think it was weird. I just think I think yes. I think I can see why I can see why it's weird. I think that maybe but, like but you should we shouldn't like discount how good that guy is. No, the guy was awesome. No. He was very talented. It was, it was just clearly his outfit. Like and even the the banjo player at the beginning was great. I actually liked the musical interludes. It was that intermission that was the worst thing ever. If they if it had just not had that, the show would have been great. Yeah, I wouldn't have felt like the uh, musical numbers in general pulled the momentum down. No, the banjo thing got if you in the mood to watch Last we, of Us. Yeah, like if we hadn't had what? The big intermission what? in between, like there were just too many, too many points what's, where there was nothing. What's really going interesting on. to me is I felt like this was a year of a lot of musical interludes between those two. Andrew WK, Andrew WK at uh, Bethesda. And yeah, then, Ubisoft uh, always the has Donkey that. Kong one. Yeah, from Rabbids. Donkey Kong was good. Yeah, but uh, the, the difference with Donkey Kong is at least like there was something happening. Mm -hmm. Like they were right. at least they were doing the music to accompaniment the to the trailer. Which is, I was like, okay, well, at least, you know, there's still something happening here. So I felt like that kept the momentum moving along. Some of the other ones, I did feel like, almost interrupted their own conference. It would, it interrupted, I, I still think that just minus those interludes with those stupid interviews in front of that blue background thing they were doing, if they had gone from the banjo thing, shown The Last of Us, and gone to the flute playing, go to Ghost, there would have been this, this mood that I think they were trying to achieve with this presentation that from a theatrical standpoint, I get and would have been really uh, uh, interesting and different, which is something good for these conferences, if you just didn't cut away to those people well, like yammering on. I think it was very impactful for the people who were physically there. Probably. In attendance. Mm -hmm. um, I think you know when you're watching from afar and you're not experiencing it firsthand, you get like a little antsy about it. Well, you gotta well understand but that's too. the thing too, is that's 99.9% of yeah, the people no, watching I'm it. Totally you know, there's, you. Say, yeah. say there's like 5,000 people, and that's being optimistic, who are actually on location, and there are hundreds of thousands of people watching. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But but 
also the people that were there they didn't get to see the announcements that were made at those like sidecar presentations. Mm. Uh, so like they were just walking during like some of those smaller trailers and announcements and things like that. And there was also that moment at the end where no one, no one knew it, no if one it knew was it over. Was done. It People, was Alana Pierce who was there was, was like, I don't know if this thing's over. And she was there. Yeah. And we were we were watching like, what the fuck is going? We didn't cut. We didn't stop the stream for a little bit because we're like. Is, is it still more? going? Yeah. Are we? Is this another intermission? Are they moving to another room? Yeah, as we what were talking, happening? I was keeping. I kept their live stream up on my laptop. Like I was like, just in case they show something else. Yeah. Away. And they did. They showed some VR stuff and I think some they other small things. Yeah, but uh, there was no other stage announcements. No. Yeah. So uh, that one was, as far as presentations go, weird. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, and I feel like they almost got in the way of showing off how cool their games were. They had good games to show off. They absolutely did. Like, I was very impressed with all of the ones that I saw. Uh, so, but like, like that overall, I was like, mm. You know what was a low light? It was the EA what? press conference. What a yeah. shitty way to start. Yeah. E3. What you're saying that you don't want a Command and Conquer to come back with as a glorious phoenix you know, in the mobile game? You know, what really saved that conference for me was people talking about getting that money. Uh, about football and, and Madden, and uh. they were—he was getting that money, dude. Yeah, you know. Oh my God, that happened! I forgot about that moment. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that was so cringy. Oh, does the what the Madden pro player? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was the Madden pro player and like a guy from the NFL. It was like scripted cringiness. Yeah. Like why? I, God, it's so like why do you need to go on stage and tell people that you stop school to get that money and play Madden? <laughs> this is fucking weird, dude. It's terrible. Like there's, it's, terrible. it's just like this is already like the people watching that press conference. This is already not their audience. Because there's an audience for sports games, clearly. But the, but most of the people watching the press conferences are not there for sports games. And you have this weirdly long segment with people that you don't know coming out and talking about. It's so weird, dude. I kind of feel for sports titles uh, at, at E3 because they, you know, this is their project. This is what they spend, you know, 40-plus hours per week doing. <laughs> oh, hold on. Can we go back to that? Let's let's bring that clip back up. Let's, let's full screen it, though. What was it? This was... This was the getting that money clip, and it was, oh, it was bad. It was everything you'd ever want in, in. in it's amazing that that was in the same presentation as the Command and Conquer mobile app as well. Also, also this whole EA press conference, they had like a problem with there. looping video. Look at that. Oh, I forgot that about that. And also yeah. the guy that was dressed as a randomly generated character. Yeah, they both look ridiculous. That was uh, fun times, but uh, the. Yeah, the EA just. Why has he got a backpack general, on? They're they're big sellers. They sell a lot of copies. They make a lot of money every year. The developers spend all this time, like they're you know that's the thing they work on. But E3 is E3 is like the mecca of video game announcements. No one cares but about they sports they titles. They weren't even fucking like they weren't selling or promoting anything. Like this was like oh you won the Madden uh, 2018 they, World Tournament. You just, should come on stage. That's a part of your prize. They're just highlighting the fact that. Esports exists within this ecosystem. Just in case we play. forgot that. Those right. Games. Well, I mean, for Madden, right? Like, you can you think about other games. The, the video sports. alone would have sufficed. I'm just saying. I'm explaining to you why they Stop were there. Stop it. Don't justify it. I'm <laughs> just telling you. I th I think it was fine. I think that they overscripted it. That's that's and also the guy should have put his backpack down. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I will say, saving grace of EA, Unravel mm. Two reveal, and by the way, also it's out. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, I, I and I like, I like the indie stuff that they show when they're there. Last year was A Way Out. The year before that was Unravel. And this year was Unravel 2 with its mic drop. Hey, by the way, it's out. And also, 
uh, Sea of Solitude sea I'm solitude. interested in. Yeah, the game, the game looked really pretty. There was a weird jump. There was like a, there's a really weird like dark trailer for that game and then it jumped into like sports. It was like jumped right to FIFA. Like, it's like, boop. It was real bizarre. That was a bad press conference. But, you know, that's, at least we were there early on Saturday for it. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't have anything else to do for the rest of the day. Oh, man. Anything else that you were looking forward to that got disappointed? I'm going to get so much hate for saying this. Uh-oh. All right. Buckle in. Um, but I played Pokemon Let's Go. And uh, that game is not... I don't think that game is going to be for... This game, that game is clearly for... Oh, look at it. I'm trying to diplomatically say this. This game is very clearly for bridging the gap between super casual Pokemon Go players and people who love the Pokemon franchise as a whole. I think they're trying to bring people from mobile to the console, and I don't think it's necessarily going to do it for people who are like, oh, I can't wait for another Pokemon game. Gotcha, so it's more of a stopgap for it is mobile players. Very, it feels very boiled down, and granted, they didn't show the whole game at, at the booth. They showed. They did have it playable. Yeah, we, we got to play it. Um, we got to use the little Pokeball Plus, mm. um, which was cool. Like, it's dumb. Like, you, you, it's one, the whole game can be controlled with a joystick and a button, which is what it is. Like, the, jo the, 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 the lock on it is a joystick, and you can push it down as a button. Um, it's, it's nice to be able to just sit there and do a casual one-handed walking around and stuff, and you throw the ball. Like, when you encounter Pokemon in the wild, um, you see them everywhere they are. You so you walk up to them. You don't get you don't like encounter it's them. It's not right. tall grass. Right. It's not tall grass. Um, and when you see them, you can do like I think there was three options. It was like throw a pokeball, uh, use a raspberry to make it them more catchable, or, or shoot them. It's, it's like Pokemon Go. I don't know what the other option was. There's a third option there. I have no idea if it was like a heal or whatever it was. But um, basically. You throw the Pokeball, you catch him, and then the guy was like, dude, 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 hold it up to your ear. And you hold it up to your ear, and it's like, bah! Wait, wait, no, it's your ear, and he goes, hello. <laughs> uh, <laughs> little that, that's a little, little inside joke. Um, so, but and the battles are very much what you expect. You know, it's like attack, item. I don't even think you could run, because it's all trainer battles. But, you know, attack. You can attack with different Pokemon attacks. I'll it's tell you... Not anything different. I'll tell you something that... And this is a very niche reason to be... I, I feel like you, that's a very sound opinion to have of this game, and it's totally what I expect of it. Uh, a niche reason why I personally am excited about it is that I recently got my eldest kid into playing Pokemon Red on a 3DS, and I cannot wait to play this with her on a console, especially because there's co-op... Pokemon catch totally. and, and I'm trying to transition her into some of the uh, games I like. She already loves the show. She has toys. She has cards. And so I want her to get into the game. And so this is a very niche reason why I'm excited. No, There's no reason. That's, a, that's, that's not a niche reason, though. I think that is the reason. I think getting a younger audience and a more casual audience into Pokemon, like this is a great way to do it. Um, I, I just, it, it does feel pretty boiled down. And I think if you expect too much from this game, you might be let down. Have you played... Um, Many of the remasters of previous um, Pokemon games. I'm trying to think of the lot. I mean, I played X. What was the last one that just came out? Uh, Ultra Sun Ultra Moon. Ultra Sun Ultra Moon. I might have played that. I played but like Leaf Green and but, that but kind I, of but thing. I, but I, no, but I played. Um, what was the one that came with the, the Poke Walker? I, I played that one, and I played played a, a handful of the Pokemon games, and because that's what I expect from these games is that they are just a stopgap. They uh, are not a new game. Yeah, it's not. But it's. Not, I don't. I think they're. I don't know. It, it sort of felt like they're. 
like when you when you put in when you when you change how you encounter wild Pokemon and you boil it down to Pokemon Go, like you're already rem sort of not removing features, but boiling down a feature a little bit. Um, and so I feel like maybe this whole game is getting that treatment. Like everything's sort of more simple. Uh, I think it looks really nice though. Like the the trainer battles, uh, they're nice in 3D and. Uh, kind of doesn't it doesn't I, I thought it felt like Pokemon Stadium or Pokemon Coliseum for a little bit but um, it sort of just feels like a fancier 3ds game eh, mm. I think it's fine it just it it was the one game I walked away from after playing it being like a little colder on okay, okay. So. I'll say this about a game that I walked away happy and also worried about it was skull and bones mm. in that it was fun we had a very limited gameplay demo of what we were playing. In fact, I think there's a, uh, I think there's a video up with there you is. guys, an achievement hunter. Yeah. I think it just went up. It did. Um, but the gameplay we played was like, this is fun. This should not be the entire game, and if it is the entire game, I will not be playing this. Well, I think I think what we played was a, a very specific, like these are, uh, oh, what are they called? Tre treasures? Uh, right. Not some of the name. There's an, there, we were playing a mode. Right, right, right. And I get that. And so I'm like, okay, cool. But I get worried that I'm like, hey, make sure that there is a lot of expansion beyond this. Because it seems like a really fun world that I would love to be uh, dense. Yeah. But if it's a very cursory world, then I'm, I'm just going to be. Yeah, bad. and again, we don't know. That game's going to come uh, out in 2019. Yeah. So it could be you're just seeing a small slice of it. That's fine. Was, that's, that's what I'm hoping because I'm really excited same, about that. Same, game. same, same. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. But oh, super satisfying and fun, especially like, when you had your friends. It's if people are thinking Sea of Thieves, you're wrong. No. It is a ship combat game. You're not playing as sea a person. Of you're, you're playing like as a ship. You're which, playing as a ship. You don't, which your friends just don't, in the, like that one difference is a very, very yeah. significant. Like your friends are not jumping on your ship to play with you, and you're not running from the helm to the cannons. Like you're literally like wherever your camera is pointing. If you pull the left trigger, you're going to aim with your forward cannons. If you're looking left, you're going to aim with your left cannons. Like. It you know, is special powers, it, not like like, uh, like very uh, much, moves and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, each each ship is a different class with a specific move. It is very much you're playing a ship, but the game does have um, a lot of NPC pirates. Like we were playing a multiplayer mode, and there was NPC pirates attacking us constantly. Yeah, uh, there are little side objectives to do. The, the multiplayer modes we were in had their own overall objectives, so there's stuff to do. Um, when we asked, uh, I think his name was Justin Farron about. Um, how, how do you prevent the game from being a gank fest? If, he mentioned that this is like you're going to be playing on an open world server uh, with other players, and the response was like, you don't have to engage other players. And it's like, well, what if players <laughs> engage me? Like, eh. Uh, but, you know, you're, you don't lose as much. Uh, you know, you lose whatever booty or loot you have on your ship at the time. Uh, but other than that, like, you don't lose any progress or anything like that. So, but uh, I, I was kind of hoping for a single player discussion but doesn't sound like it's That's much all of I that. Um. Well one of the things that was happening uh, during E3 and we didn't um, we didn't get to spend too much time talking about it because we were going so crazy with all the games uh, was that um, that people were very upset to learn that PlayStation was actively blocking people from playing Fortnite on other platforms with the same account. So basically if they were playing on PS4 it locked their Fortnite account to PS4 and they couldn't yeah. move it to other consoles. Um, and so that was a whole big thing uh, and has reignited the discussion about cross-play in general with PS4, which I want to talk more about. Uh, I know you've got to go soon, know, so, so yeah. let's get right into news and uh, get into depth with that one. <laughs> really convenient. Um, so specifically, uh, the whole there was the whole thing with Fortnite and John Smedley, 
uh, who uh, was uh, formerly the head of Sony Online Entertainment, talked about the issue uh, in a bunch, like he had a tweet thread. Um, and he said, when I was at Sony, the stated reason internally for this was money. They didn't like someone buying something on an Xbox and it being used on a PlayStation, simple as that. Dumb reason, but there it is. Uh, but then he also said, if we keep the pressure up, this problem goes away. And I feel like people were really mad about this at first, and you saw everyone talking about it, but I feel like a lot of that conversation has kind of petered away. Yeah, but it is still an ongoing problem. People, yeah, it's still an ongoing issue, and this is classic Sony. We've seen them do this before, where there's a something pops up, and they just don't say anything, don't acknowledge it? They, they did acknowledge it. Oh, did they? I think they came out and said, there are 80 bajillion other players you can play with on PlayStation. Oh. Yeah, they basically came out and were like, eh. That was, that was the equivalent of their statement, was like, they're, they're not sorry. Yeah. So it's I, crazy. I, yeah, I mean, I, I've even seen, you know, Greg Miller has been pretty vocal about it uh, on social media talking about it. And he's the PlayStation yeah, and guy. It's like, if, you, yeah. if you have Greg Miller upset a PlayStation, you got issues. Yeah, there's, yeah. Some, there's something the, going on. The, the thing, I think that what, what John Smedley is saying is like, if you were to buy, or if you were to play the game on Nintendo and buy a microtransaction or cosmetic and then bring it over to your PlayStation, like you'd be paying Nintendo their cut of using their service for their microtransaction purchase, but then using it on PlayStation. Right, but then theoretically, it. people could buy something on PlayStation and then take it somewhere else. It's a two-way street. Totally. I'm not justifying them. I'm just explaining what that, what that means. Mm -hmm. Well, it's also uh, one of the big uh, discussion points for the whole cross-play thing is uh, reportedly, and I wasn't following this closely at the time, but reportedly last generation when Xbox 360 was in a, a very healthy place sales-wise and user count-wise, uh, PlayStation was open to doing cross-play, and Xbox was mm -hmm. like, Of course, eh. when you're in first place, you don't, you don't care. You don't worry right. about Which it. Which is right. where PlayStation is at right now. They're like, again, they're like, yeah, you can play with a million people on PS4. Nintendo yeah. actually dropped a, a new update for Minecraft that's out today, and a trailer dropped today, and toward the end, there's definitely like a cross-play section that shows like a green and red cross-section saying like, play together, survive together, really like pushing for the crossplay stuff. Yeah, Between Xbox and Nintendo. Yep. Crossplay is typically pretty good for users. For platforms, of course, it can vary. The, again, the reason that PlayStation will be doing this is like they don't, they want, like if, all right, you're on a PlayStation, if your friend wants to play with you, they need to buy a PlayStation. Yeah, right. they, want, they want the and, console And that's, that's the way that, that they're trying the, to, to build that out. And I, I get that, that makes sense from a business perspective. Uh, you know, and it also makes sense right now where with, you know, we know Xbox is, is, is around or less than 50% of the units of PS4 sold. On Nintendo Switch, we know, what are they at? Like 19, 20 million-ish, somewhere in that range at this point. So they're also, you know, not at PS4 levels. Um, it makes sense yeah, just, that they would want access here. to... PlayStation's user base for those online games for their ecosystem. Well, that's part of the reason I installed Fortnite on my Switch was I wanted to make sure I could use my Epic account on my PC as well. I didn't want to accidentally one day play it on my PS4 and be like, oh, fuck, I forgot, and then lock myself out. Right. So that's like a, that actually drove me to install a game I had no interest in playing yeah. onto my Switch just to make sure if in the future I want to play it on my do, PC, I can. Do you think we're going to see a resolution with this? Do you think it's just going to go into the wind? Uh, I don't think PlayStation has any real interest in crossplay. I don't think it's going to change. I don't think it's going to change this generation, not while they're as far ahead in terms of sales as they are. You know, and it could be just, hey, it, this is a purely business decision. It makes sense. But we also see, like, these weird uh, shifts with PlayStation's business overall is when they get do going really, really well, they can kind of get a bit 
dickish. Dickish? Yeah. <laughs> about I mean, about some of their policies. And then if if say, you know, PS5 comes out and isn't doing as well as they'd like, suddenly that all turns around and then they're like, hey, we're the scrappy underdog. Do you remember the PS3? <laughs> like, uh, so, I mean, what's disappointing, like, do you think they'll ever at least let you unlink your account from your PS4? And that would be, because, like, like, the I, ideal. Because, like, I, yeah, I don't see them doing cross-play or allowing people to play cross, not, not with each other, but switching their accounts back and forth, but... I wonder if there's something Epic can do about that, though. Because if, if you have to have an Epic account uh, in order to... But you're still using their play. servers. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's a tough one. Yeah. It's a real pain in the ass. But, yeah, do you have any overall thoughts on it, Gus? Uh, I mean, I just wish people, everyone could cross-play, you know, no matter who's on top. Uh, the, I mean, I think that this ultimately is for their benefit, but it could hurt them as well. For people like me who I signed up to, for a Fortnite just so I wouldn't you play went on the elsewhere so right. that I went to another platform. This. Is there a reason you, you you put it on the Switch in the first place instead of just going PC? The Switch was within reach at the moment. <laughs> I thought about it, and my PC was on the other side of the room. This tracks with you. Yeah. You get that. <laughs> it was like, oh, my Switch is right here. I can just do it's this right now. Complex decision making. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Supposedly, you can disconnect your Epic Games account from your PSN ID, Nintendo account, or Xbox Gamer Tag. Uh, it says under, like, I'm looking at a Wikipedia article under their support page. And it says it has undesirable, undesirable effects and is highly discouraged. So I don't know what exactly that means. Undesirable effects. As in they don't desire you to do it. It will get oh, you. As, as in they will lose money. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what that, it, you know, that seems a little bit vague. But if you can at least unhook it, there's some kind of solution for people. But uh, overall, you know, it, it sucks for users. Yeah. yeah, ultimately, yes. To be to be kind of like held hostage in that situation. I just found some more information. It says under here, so it says all of your saved data on your Epic accounts, um, or all of your saved data lives on your Epic account, not on your connected accounts. If you disconnect your PSN, Nintendo account, or Xbox gamer tag from the account it is currently connected to, uh, you basically have no longer, you don't have access to anything more on that platform that you've purchased, and platform locks on Fortnite cannot be circumvented even by replacing one connected account with another. Mm. So, yeah, that's a bit rough. So you basically lose every microtransaction you purchase on that platform. And it doesn't even fix the issue, it seems. Ouch. So. Yikes. Ugh. Undesirable. 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 Well, now we know what that means. Um, all right, so uh, speaking of what could happen with the next generation, Xbox is talking next gen. So at E3, they specifically said we're, we're deep in architecture on our next hardware. Um, and, you know, that could be... Xbox One X X or but most likely it's it's sounding like it's their next iter like their next console generation or however they're thinking of console generations. Even now. though they said they don't think about generations well, anymore. I have a theory about that. I have a my theory is that they've been building a Game Pass, mm. which mm -hmm. you know is is access to all these different games. They've been working on uh, backward compatibility so you can play Xbox 360 games and original Xbox games and basically when a new era of hardware comes out, it doesn't mean you lose everything that came before. Mm -hmm. You can get the new hardware and keep your library. Yeah, Xbox becomes hardware and a service. That, that's beyond lies. Yes. So my, yeah, my theory is that when they're talking in terms of generations previously, it's like, oh, well, um, I'm going to buy an Xbox 360 um, you know, and trade in my original mm -hmm. Xbox. Well, I can't play any of my original Xbox games again. Like, that was a hard cut you had to make. It's like Xbox is yeah. Netflix and then... Because you can just always, and then you're buying a new TV, 
is all that the hardware is. Is that you know? Because like you can get you can get better things to watch your stuff like at home. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like you get better things to play your stuff, well, but you're all the, all also, the stuff's still there. I think there will be games that will come out that will only be available on this next hardware because you, they need that power to run. Uh, uh, you know, so you get like the ones that are only compatible with the newest one. Obviously, can, they don't want you to lose yeah. the the past library. Do you think we'll reach a point where they drop? the number branding on it and it's just you have Xbox and it's just like a service that's added into your television or into your devices. The hardware still I mean, has to I have some sort of appropriated name. Xbox. Yeah, it, well if they're coming out with like a new one every year though, then is, is this like the Well, what if it's all cloud based? Xbox? Oh, I don't want that. I'm not ready for that yet. They, they love the cloud the Microsoft. They right, do yeah. love the cloud, but they also backed off on the cloud big time. Um, that's true. With, with, always with on. The, with the shift from uh, Don Matrick to Phil Spencer. True, true. So we'll see, but that's where I, that's where I think they're going with it is in terms of generations uh, and why they're like we don't really think of them as generations anymore. That makes sense. Um, but uh, Phil Spencer specifically, he offered some more details. Um, he said, I think frame rate's an area where consoles can do more. Just in general, when you look at the balance between CPU and GPU in today's consoles, they're a little bit out of whack relative to what's on the PC side. So I think there's work we can do there. Um, and then he also said, um, as far as uh, being able to play games faster, is it we're as guilty as anybody? One game I'm playing a ton of, State of Decay, it says, ready to start, and I get to just sit at the title screen right. and install the rest of the I game. hate that. Well, that was like that's like a new thing this generation, right? As far yeah. as like you download and they're like ready to start, and, then, and then, so you start the game and you're like yeah, and you go you start game and it's like yeah. not yet. Yeah. Or or you play the first ten minutes and it's like all right, we're installing the rest of it. Just take a break. Yeah. Come back in twenty minutes. Yeah. We'll I mean, you. you know, with with I get pretty good download speeds, so a game t only takes maybe I don't know thirty minutes yeah. to download. Yeah. It's also if, it's also their server. Well. Dependent too, yeah. like sometimes yeah. their servers don't feed it to you well enough. Well, like enough. like PlayStation, my downloads take a much yes. longer than yeah. they do on Xbox, and I don't know why. It's but uh, that's um, yeah. So it seems like they're they want to the next will be more powerful CPU wise. They want to focus very much on frame rate, uh, which is I think everyone will be really happy with. If they if they're like everything is 60 FPS just across the board, boom. Everyone will be, be so happy. Everyone will yeah. be happy about that, um, and then also figuring out their downloads, and maybe that's like a compression. Algorithm, or maybe they need to just make games smarter. Of like, here's what gets used first. Mm -hmm. Download these things first, yeah. so that you can it's prioritization. Yeah, so maybe that's stuff they're working on. But those are the first details we have about the next generation. And I'm gonna put out my another Xbox theory. I'm full of Xbox theories today that they're gonna try and be the first um, out oh. gates for the next generation. Yeah, they're, they're gonna they're, they're gonna want to beat. Um, the PS5 by a year or two. Yeah, they're so far behind, they got it. Right, like at this point, I, it seems like they're kind of waiting out this generation, like whatever crazy stuff they're building is gonna be yeah. with the focus on their next hardware and on making that a success. Absolutely. I think they just realized that Xbox One, uh, even though X is great, is not gonna catch up and so they'll they'll just put their eggs in the, the next basket. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe um, 2019 at the earliest, probably 2020 yeah. for the next Xbox, and then 2021 for PS5. I can see that. That's, that's my hot theory. I believe it. Cool, yep. cool, cool. Um, I got one more to talk about. I gotta I run. Gotta go. So we're gonna talk about the World Health Organization. Mm. Oh, because weird. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah. bye. <laughs> bye, Gus. Uh, because, so the, the World Health Organization, um, We've known this was coming for a while, but it's now official. They've uh, classified gaming disorder 
as a as a mental health issue in the like eleventh revision of their like I don't know things that can be wrong with you handbook. Right. <laughs> and um, there are there are three conditions specifically mm -hmm. in order to qualify. Uh, one is the gaming behavior takes precedence over other activities, which I mean does for a lot of us, but to the extent that other activities are taken to the periphery, like you don't do anything else if you possibly can. Um, the second, impaired control of behaviors, even when the negative consequences occur, this behavior continues or escalates. So even if it's like ruining your life and you're losing relationships or your grades are slipping or you're like, you know what, I don't feel like going to work today, um, that even so, you hold on to that and it continues. Uh, and the third being the impact in personal, social, or occupational functioning, which may include disturbed sleep patterns, diet problems like a deficiency uh, in physical activity, that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, and a, a couple of other details just in general. Symptoms require, um, a, like, they need to have been existent for at least a year in order to diagnose this as, like, a, an actual disorder. Otherwise, you know, it could be a blip, which, you know, we have, people, people have blips all the time. Um, and it's being considered related pretty closely to gambling addiction in that there's no substance abuse there, but it is an addictive behavior. I so I think it's sound. Yeah, overall, the thing, the thing that makes it hard, it's like, you're right. If this is something to the point that this is the only thing that exists in your life, and we've seen instances like... People know, that die people, playing video games. People die playing video games or they, their kids die because they're not taking care of them because they're playing video games. That, I think, qualifies as a mental health issue for sure. Yeah. And by having it included in this, it means people can get healthcare and have it covered by insurance. On the other hand, already seen all the articles being like, I play games 20 hours a week, I'm addicted. Yeah, well, that's, but that's the thing, it's not self-diagnosable. Like you, right. like, it's like this is- it, A, it's not self-diagnosable. A, a medical professional. And B, I don't think people are reading the details of what this is. I, I will, They're just going, I will video say, games now uh, is now a mental I health. play a lot I, of I video games. Say, number three is, is pretty general. Impact on personal, social, or uh, occupational functioning, mm -hmm. which may include uh, dis disturbed sleep patterns, which almost Anyone who plays games on a regular basis probably has to some extent. Diet That's problems. True. Like, true. listen, a lot of, like, including myself, like, I don't know, I play a lot of games and I'm also right. Does, I don't know if what correlation is causation. Um, you know, a deficiency in the physical activity, like, th th that's pretty, that's a little too general. You seem pretty defensive about this. I'm just saying that, that's like, listen, if you're, if you're like killing yourself for playing a game or whatever, like, that's one thing. But if like, if you're a little overweight or you don't work out all the time and you play games, like I don't think that those two things should oh. be together to make a decision. No, I think it has to be all three. Oh, all three. I think, I th yeah, I think it, you have to qualify like with all three of those things. Like you, okay. you are not doing anything else. Your life is suffering. You're doing it anyway. Yeah. Um, you're, you know, you're not sleeping. Everything, basically everything in your life is terrible because this is the only thing that yeah. you do and you do it anyway. And I think that's where the professional coming into play who's able to determine if that the cause of these things like weight problems, sleeping problems, anything, the cause is the gaming. Because there can be a lot of causes for those things, just like there can be a lot of causes for why you're doing other, other right. unhealthy things in your life that don't have to do with the gaming. Right. But like I, it might be like whether it's a uh, symptom or if this is, like yeah, if video games are like a symptom of something else. Right. right. Or if this is your addictive behavior to video like, games. Like, yeah. you I could think, be depressed and have all those things. Yeah, I, I think that it's also a little dangerous that 
you see the the people on our end misinterpreting it like the gamers are like I play 20 hours a week I'm addicted but you can also see that like media taking this and spinning it and being like look at all these kids that play 20 hours of games a week everyone's addicted to video games video games are ruining this country and you can see that sort of spiraling yeah. out of control that's and, that, the thing and that's that dangerous like putting a real classification on this and giving people that don't have a lot of knowledge about games and how you know, people other than themselves live their lives, like, it's it's dangerous. It's, yeah, it's just like a, an easy scapegoat. Exactly. I think it, it, I think it totally has the capacity to be an easy scapegoat, well, I, but I at the same time, it still is something that, from someone who is very concerned about my health and concerned about my friend's health, that there are people who this has replaced things in their lives, and so to, like, maybe give accessibility for actual help for this is a step in a direction that I think might be positive. It has the capacity totally mm -hmm. to be used against, and I am totally worried about that because I hate how the media talks about video games, especially the ignorant media that doesn't actually participate in this totally. community. So it's, it is it is a it is a double-sided thing where it's like, yes, please don't use this wrong. Please use it the way it's intended because the way it's intended could actually help a lot of people that need it because there are a lot of people who, you know, this is... Uh, triggering parts of their brain and hitting the, the things in their brain that should be hit by other stuff. And that's me. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel, John? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this uh, is a new thing. It's just gone into uh, effect. So far, all we're really seeing about it is the the headlines, yeah. which I think it was, I'm going to look this up, I think it was BBC. I made some snarky tweet about it. Yeah, please don't uh, make this like something that you make your opinion on this based off of headlines or based off of someone's tweets. Do the research on this, read into it, and actually, you know, determine... Please don't self-diagnose. ...your perspective on this via research and actual data. Like, don't be the internet person. Please be a better person. Yeah, it's BBC. Someone being like, I spend 20 plus hours a week gaming. I'm addicted. Like, yeah. no, that's... Be better than clickbait. Yeah. And that's that's this is what's dangerous is someone spreading that around being like if you spend 20 hours a week gaming you have an addiction. It's like no no it's like if you if you are excluding other things in your life to the extent that like nothing like is where getting it becomes done dangerous, ever. Yeah. But this yes. this this is you know in the realm it's obviously not the same thing so please don't take me saying the same thing but this is in the realm what of is John saying? of how alcohol can work. Alcohol as an idea and as a as a, a activity is not detrimental to your health, and it is not something that's gonna ruin your life. It has the capacity to, mm -hmm. if you overdo it. And so therefore, there should be health things in place by our society to help people who overdo it. By no means by you having a beer are you someone who is ruining your life. And someone, can, I'm sure, can go on the internet and be like, you drink a glass of wine each night, you're an alcoholic and should get help, and, the, and alcohol is ruining our country. It's like, no. Overdoing it is where the wrong happens. So same with games. It's like it's good that they're seeing that there's a capacity to do that kind of uh, negative effects on your life, and that there are you know uh, there, that at least like the world is recognizing that that's there. But you could totally ruin this. Wow, John, I had no idea you hate alcohol that much. I do hate y'all. Y'all a bunch of y'all a bunch of alcoholics. All right. Well, that about does it for this episode of Glitch. Please feel like we're all recovering well for me three, getting settled back into things. Uh, let us know what you think about all the things we've discussed in the comments. If you are a Rooster Teeth first member, make sure you check out New Game Plus. Since we are back from E3, we do have an episode of New Game Plus exclusively for Rooster Teeth first members on the website, theno.tv or roosterteeth.com. And uh, you can catch that catch that there. If you don't have a first membership, you can get a free, uh, I think it's a one week trial, mm -hmm. seven, seven day trial. Seven day trial. Um, and you can check it out and see if it seems like your kind of thing. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Whatever, top boys.